want to show with this guy, man. Look at him, man. Shaggy the airhead. On the beat. What the fuck is wrong with this guy, man? Look at him, man. Yeah, Juggalos know all about the Dunning-Kruger effect. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, good day, good evening. You know about my spatial time awareness. Uh, I am Mad Max, uh, 50 Funny Fingers. Hey. Right over here with the uh, with the, the gorilla finger, actually. Well, actually, that's not a gorilla finger. It's not a blunt. But, yeah, no, I've been, been needing to smoke. And as long as we've got the fire right at the beginning, why not even talk at the very beginning about what this episode shall be, which is the Fire Brothers, <coughs> Jacob and Jacob. I don't know what the long form of Jack is. Um, <coughs> Jackal. 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 Jacob and Jackal. <laughs> I actually kind of like that. But, so yes, uh, that is the album that we will be discussing today. By which I mean, and if you've been listening to this podcast at all, you know that I'm not lying, uh, we will occasionally discuss Jekyll Brothers and then just talk about every other fucking thing that comes into our mind. But Because well, every time we talk about these albums, it brings back like a section of years, usually. Oh, yeah. oh, you know, so. Well, speaking on Jekyll Brothers, so we can get right into it. It's a very important album to me, and I'll tell you why. Because um, when I was a teenager, or maybe it was 12 or 13, I can't remember exactly how old I was, depending on the year that the album came out. Um, or actually, no, I think Jekyll Brothers came out in 99. 99. So that would mean I was 14 or 13, depending on... Or no, it would have been 13. It was the beginning of the summer. I went to the Rockaway Mall in New Jersey, and uh, we were waiting for a bus there for me to take this bus to Woodward, Pennsylvania. It's a skate camp. You may have heard of it, maybe if you ever watch videos. <coughs> Sometimes you'll see their, uh, it's a popular place. And my parents said, go into the Sam Goody or the FYE, whatever it was, and uh, buy a CD for the ride. This is going to be a long trip. And I had a few, whatever. But I remember specifically that I hadn't been listening to that much ICP at the time. Like, it just hadn't been that big to me for whatever reason. Or maybe I didn't have my copy of Malenko anymore. And I went in, and there was the, the, the like advertising whatever you know the thing in the front for Jekyll Brothers and I was like oh shit ICP has a new CD let's see what this is all about and just from that first moment that fucking uh, whatever that hello there sir which from that moment it was just like ooh what's going on here and then oh my lord I'm pretty sure that it was not long after like I got home that I immediately uh, had to get one of those Jekyll Brothers candles. I know we talked about that once I hadn't yeah, seen it. Yeah, I didn't have a Jekyll Brothers candle because I didn't have a copy. I didn't have my own copy of Jekyll Brothers till 2002. But when the album came out, my homie <coughs> Ernie and Mock had it. Right. And my friend's house had just burnt down. So we spent the summer of 1999 white trash style in a trailer listening to DMX I think it was Flesh of My Flesh Blood of My Blood that album sounds just, about right that album had just come out and then Jekyll Brothers and we listened to them like over and over again but since it wasn't my house they and you know how kids used to be with like skipping around and playing certain tracks over and over again yeah man it was pretty you didn't much get a the, chance to go all the way really through it I get it. it you know what I oh, mean oh and like, Jekyll Brothers is so an album that you need to play from back 100%, to front 100% so, oh, so the tracks that we listened to over and over again in the summer of 99 was like you know Bitches Shaggy Show for 
some reason we thought that was the funniest fucking thing in the world. It was it, it was you know very I mean? like the play haters agree all that. It was like, very unconventional and the NICP is great at that. We talked about that a thousand times. Like, I was eleven when, just, I was, when that album came out. They're just good at making songs that create this you know what I mean? Like you could see them well, like, sitting at a fucking, you know, sitting like at a podium said, from that you know I mean? from that first riff on the album or whatever you want to call it, the horn. Yeah, uh, those clarinet. are those horns. Oh yeah, yeah like, horns uh, of some kind. Uh, that it puts you into a mood and it's very cinematic and they oh, yeah. they basically took, you know, like they've always done. I also love that they stepped it up. I also love that they, um, as opposed to. They kind of took it back to Ringmaster in that the intro is completely serious. Yeah. There was no, uh, you know, like Riddlebox was kind of goofy at the very end. All right, who's next? But um, Jekyll Brothers, one thing that I remember about Jekyll Brothers specifically, and it's funny because it was Mike doing most of it, if not all of it. I'm pretty sure all of they it. They did the whole album. The, the, the beats on Jekyll Brothers are so fucking good. Yeah. Like... Like uh, bring it on, so good. I want that. Sh- I want my assassins, shit. of course. Well, assassins is great, but assassins to me is almost like that is a song that's so good that I think it's the only song other than Chicken Hunting that they play live every, every single time. show. And it's so much fun in the pit. Oh, de- well, because it's one of those songs where because of the kind of song it is, OG6 song, they've been doing it for so long, it's a song you catch a fucking body to. Yeah. Like, just insanity. All of a sudden, the old man rises from the bar. Oh, yeah. I'm coming for one it's, last pit. It is definitely, no, listen. I'm rip hey, off bro. my leg and beat you with it. <laughs> I, it is definitely one of those kinds of songs that will yank you off the fucking like like maybe you went back to hang out you bit you were in the pit at the start of the show and then you go back to chill out for a minute or maybe you know like you were in the pit last show so you're hanging back because you don't want to go super hard but you find yourself on the floor that one song plays and then you're like fucking let's go and assassins definitely has that potential if only because you know i also love the beat to everybody rise a lot too and some of the one-liners in everybody rise is incredible oh no dude every just for the record everybody rise is definitely one of icp's best songs in that it has one of the best call and responses, first and foremost. Yeah. But it does have so many great lines where they diss people, they fucking... And just their whole beliefs in two bars. Like, fuck skin color, everybody's blue. Then, then what, what would all, all these, these bigots, bigots do? do? You know what I mean? Like... I, well, but so here's the problem. And I'm not even hating because, did like, you know, Jay specifically... Because he was, I don't know if you had seen the pictures of it at the gathering this year. Uh, the dudes over at uh, D Town Customs, they made him the uh, the Jay and Shaggy face, but iced all oh, the yeah, fuck I seen out. Him wearing that, yeah. Which, I mean, let's be real, that shit is super fresh. Right. But at the same time, I've been seeing a lot of this shit lately about like, I don't know, like basically people kind of like Juggalos calling other Juggalos broke because they ain't rocking, you know, like fly jewelry or fake or you know the rocking fake jewelry or whatever which fake jewelry I guess I can understand if only because it's gonna turn your fucking skin green right but like I just I don't know the idea of busting on juggalos for not having enough money don't make sense to me and one of the lines that I always loved with him in this in everybody rise was uh, fuck money I was raised up without shit that's how I'll die that's how I like it yeah and 
I like because first of all, I can't personally relate to that. I didn't. I wasn't. You know, raised by a family that didn't have money. But it's the kind of thing where I get the idea of like fuck money. I don't want to. That's not some shit I want to think about. And it's. I don't know. It's it's definitely tricky. It's just tricky. Here's what I. Here's my take on it. If money is not your identity then that's an easy line to fucking reconcile. You know what I mean? Like, you can come from money, but if it's not your identity, that's also a, probably a strange place to be because generally when you come from people who have well, money, that's like spo- money, yeah, yeah, that's supposed to be, like, you know, whatever, you know. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, the whole, like, juggalo, like, bougie juggalo thing... That comes with, like, <coughs> any culture <coughs> no, you're right. that is 30-plus years old. I think you're right. Because some people... I'm trying to I'm trying to relate it to what it, like, things that I seen when I was a younger juggalo. And it was like never... Club chaos kind of thing, you know? Yeah, like Club Chaos, yeah. Except it wasn't about... They would never... Nobody had money, though, so there's no way that there it is, would be like, I mean, yeah, well, you so... broke, bitch. There was, I think that it was the fact that... I got more cans of fucking Chef Boyardee than you, bitch. Put it to you like this. Back then, I think, think because the culture was younger, there weren't as many people that had been in it for long enough where they had grown up and were old enough that... Because I think that back then there were not that many, like, let's say, aside from the people that were genuinely involved in the scene, like, let's say 35, 40 plus. You know what I mean? There were some... I could, al- I could also say that it's like, you know, probably a mechanism of uh, the ego to uh, branch out and create your own uh, presence within, like, a, a, a scene that yeah. has so many subcultures oh, within sure. it. Oh, yeah. So if, like, your thing you bring to the table that makes you unique is holding dominion over people with your money, even though you are, like, a juggalo, right. then you become a yacht club juggalo or whatever the cool thing is now. Yeah. I don't know. You know I was going to say, I actually, like, the, the the yacht club people, I don't actually know them personally, but I feel like I've actually interacted with a couple of them and they were cool. I don't but, know. You know, I just say... And, and the idea of it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, I appreciate fucking tongue-in-cheek brash humor. Yeah. So if there was any way to ruffle some feathers or rustle the jimmies, as they'd say. That was the thing. For a long time, that was the thing. You know, if there was ever a way to do that, it would be to say, yeah, well, I'm the fucking... I'm the fucking devil in the moon rich motherfucking juggalo, which is so backwards. It's like juggalos. It's like juggalos. Who <laughs> that are, is backwards. Yo, it, it's like juggalos who are for Trump. It's a thing. You yeah. Know? Like, it's like, sure what, fuck it is. What, what music are we listening? Are we listening to what? the same yeah, I, music? Yeah, I don't even, well, juggalos for a president, I think, generally. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's it, it, at all. <laughs> juggalos fucking voting is already a terrifying line. premise. Uh... Uh, yeah, ter- no, terrible. I do want you also, all to know. Also, a line uh, terrible makes me think of terrible. Another great song, you know. Oh, yeah. Country built on, built by slaves, beat on murder. Beat down and murder and stuffed in eight graves. You put a slave owner on the $1 bill and you want to know why I kill people? Yeah, it's they, they, they pretty much spelled it out every album. Because every time we like talk about an album, I'll be like, well, this one, they were really political and talked about mental health and politics. And then it's and like, then you well, wait, actually, like, oh, that's wait, every album, every actually. Every single yeah. time. <laughs> well, I listen, bro. I think it's the fact that their perspectives continued to evolve. Like, here's a really good example. Um, I believe that it was from Furious... Uh, Furious Fred. Uh, Fred Fury. Uh, 
Um, <laughs> Whatever. I know it works. Close enough. It works. But so, uh, what the fuck? Yes. Is so terrible. So so that as far as I'm concerned, it may as well have been a, a spiritual successor, like a, like a sequel, basically. Yes. Because they do the exact same kind of thing where he's talking about like. Uh, I can't remember the exact line, but he's talking about, he's like, something about cancer and AIDS, but fuck that shit, every one of them pays. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, it's like crime's going up. Oh, fresh. Yeah. I did, that's, did that album, I really am looking forward to getting into the second deck, because I really they, feel like I'm one of the they, few they, OGs that really loves the second deck. I love Furious Fred, uh, now I'm saying it. <laughs> <fucked> up. <laughs> Fearless Fred Fury is the fucking shit. It is, it's a good album. What's the line about Bone? He's like, they, oh wait! They, they, they say the milk is good for the bones, bones, but all it really, really gives you is, is bones. bones. <laughs> I'd like okay, but here's the problem: because if you've been listening to ICP long enough, you know what he's actually saying, and so it's like that line does kind of throw me off every time I hear it. Like, wait a minute, good for the bones, but all it really gives you is bones. Wait, that's but doesn't that mean it worked? What the? Huh? If you didn't know about ICP's, like... Getting the bone? Yeah, then, uh, <laughs> that would be... But it's like, I know, that's really, like... Is that clever? Is that just fucking, like, ridiculous? I, what the fuck? What the fuck, indeed? <laughs> I can't I, wait to talk about that album. No, I know. All of the... Like, like, not for nothing, but I really... The second deck... I feel like I have been able to appreciate the second deck more in getting older because I finally was able to look back at the original six and realize what it was that they were doing with these albums and how they were doing it and why the fact that they could continue to do it years and years and years later is what makes it all the more impressive. Like, the fact that they, the, the, the skits have always been different, but they always end up hitting it. Like, the, 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 the story tracks are always like, you know, sometimes the, it's, it, it's the song, sometimes it's the story. Like, uh, Shimmer is a perfect example. Right, that's a good one. Where, like, the story is immaculate. Maybe not the best song that they've ever done. Maybe not Jay's best flow. But that's because the lyrics were so important to him. They were like, this needs to be... It's like he was writing a book, basically. Right. So... That's where fucking, like, that story is so fucking good. And that's what I mean, that many years later. But then you also, you look back, play with me? Oh, man. Like, come on! Yeah. That's so fucking good. The Like, just the idea of it. The, 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 the horror of being a conscious, inanimate object is immense. And if you haven't truly dwelt on it, or have had a psychedelic experience, which I had to an ICP song. Oh, no shit. We'll save that for the Wraith, because that's oh, like... Oh, fair enough. That was then. But uh, had that experience of thinking that my entire life was a lie and I was really an inanimate object, and then I thought I was just a word that someone was speaking, and that, you know... Interesting. Yeah, that, it, it's just a... Uh, it shows you how clever they really are. Oh, no, I know. Um, to not just have to rely on, you know, shock and blood and horror. Like, you know, it's it, it doesn't, there's not an, a drop of blood in the song. It just talks about being a neglected toy. You know what oh, I and mean? Oh, and like, especially with the climax. Yeah, exactly. When I One get you, get you in my hands. And honestly, that shit live, everybody always pulls oh. out. Like, 
And that's then, another one where and everybody's like, like living their own moment of heartbreak and loss and feeling neglected all at once, like singing that fucking "It Could Be So Lonely" because that always goes on nice and long. And yeah, it's it's incredible. God damn, yeah. man! I, you want to know what? I really this album was, and I actually found something out. If the website that I looked at is to be believed, Jackal Brothers actually all outsold Malenko. I, I believe it. You know how much ads. Yeah. No, well, no. Was, true, indeed. But I remember there was an MTV ad. Like not, that. That might have been the we know you hate insane clown posse. It might have been. Was, yeah, but there was one for Jekyll Brothers, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. There was one right. specifically for Jekyll right, Brothers. Right, right, okay. It wasn't anything fancy. All it was was just like kind of a graphic of the album, and then that overlay of them with the shaved heads and the. You know, I remember the, when they were doing shit like that for Hell's Pit. And it was fuck the world with all the fucks bleeped out, and you just heard like. And the Beastie Boys and the Dalai Lama, and then you'd watch. You'd, I remember hearing that commercial so much. I don't and think then, I actually. You ever never saw heard. That. You never I don't heard. Think that? I saw that. Yeah, it was just like a quick fucking commercial, and then you'd be but, like, "What the fuck are they talking about the Beastie Boys and the Dalai Lama?" It was actually really funny, man. The year that I went to Woodward, here's a good story. I wrote this uh, the the book that I'm trying to write. Where eventually I'll get back to that, but I I tell this story in there where. I found Jekyll Brothers, listened to it the whole ride through. I guarantee I just played it back to back to back to back to back. I probably had it memorized by the time I got there. And ironically enough, I met this dude who I can't remember his name. It could have been John. It could have whatever. But this guy was like a juggalo for real. Because this was, remember, 99, and he had an Evil Dead shirt. Like nice. a jump steady Evil Dead. Excuse me, which at the very least means that this was a dude that actually went to the functions. Because you weren't getting an Evil Dead shirt in 1999 without actually going out. Like, they weren't really selling merch online like that. Right. And even, again, even if you were getting it directly from them, from, like, the fan club or whatever, because that was still a thing back then, um, you know, you were an involved juggalo. And so meeting this guy was really cool. But then I remember uh, the year later, I went back, and... uh, Whatever year it was, it was when ICP and Eminem started beefing. And I had just started getting into rapping, and Eminem was a good rapper. We've been over this. So the fact that I was listening to ICP, this dude was like incensed. He was like, no, you're not a fucking juggalo. Like, you're not a juggalo if you like Eminem. And I was like, I felt bad because I liked the guy, and I was, you know, like into the shit, but... the, The dudes that I was hanging out with at the time were a little bit more on point with it as far as like... Oh, like, wait, the, 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 that's not some fucking thing that he's a part of. He just listens to music. Yeah. And especially as a kid, like, what the fuck? I'm not involved in this shit. Right. But the other thing, too, is that I, like... Yeah, I listened to both, you know, and it wasn't until high school that I coalesced into the uh, the group think because I finally, like, there was a group of juggalos. It wasn't just me and three other people in Man of Men. It was, like... It was impressive, you know, like, and I remember it was dank, like, uh, he fucking made photocopies of Vibe or whatever magazine that right, Eminem right. was on with, like, you know, dicks in his mouth and stuff, and, like, <laughs> was pa- plastering all over the school and shit, and then I was, like, I felt, like, obligated to follow that, like, you know, line of thought, and at that point, you know, I think the current Eminem album was, uh... Marshall Mathers. 
Which that was no, I'm talking about th- this was later on in life. Okay, all right. Shit, when that came out, I was bumping both at the same time. I didn't, I didn't put away Eminem until like you know, probably like 2003. You know, because then I was like actually hanging out amongst like juggalos and right. yeah, you, you had to be kind See, of that like, was that was a weird exactly that was a weird thing where like, and you want to know what until until, uh, until proof was on I think Independence that Day. And I think that it's twisted it's, had the seminar. Even still to this day. There is a lot of people who have this just like... Yeah, you don't got a, a lot of brain cells if you're still fucking... Or you, you know, you haven't really grown up too much if you're still dwelling on that beef. Oh, you for fucking I mean? sure. Like, Jesus Christ. That's literally adolescent shit, you know? No, but, I mean, I know, and you want to know what, man? I think that it's I think like, one thing you could say is it's fucked up that Eminem has not, like, acknowledged Isham, out, like, ever again. Uh, he, well... Like, I gotta tell you, I think that depending I, on what, because you know Isham was going super hard. He, he literally there talked was the, about killing Haley and exactly. stuff like that. And so, so I like, think that that's where, I think, like... Yeah, so it'll never happen. It may have... Well, because you want to know what, in that case, he may have just decided, uh, line crossed. That's done. it, yeah, but probably. I, you want to know what, I gotta tell you, it's a funny thing where just, based on the kind of music that Eminem makes... And based on the way that he did shit, and the fact that he dissed ICP the way that he did, it really, there was, everybody used to hear the rumors back in the day about how Eminem used to be a juggalo, and now he's not. And I would say almost definitely, certainly, and if you know about, like, Proof and D12 and yeah, shit, no, they're bro, heavily I, connected to, they make their money off of Juggalos now, I mean, you gotta be you gotta Well, be D12, me, you know, like, I guess to an extent, but D12 also does have the Eminem legacy that comes No, without a doubt, I, I mean, I, but, like, to, who else is buying Bizarre Records, you know what I mean? I, look, like, you're not wrong about that. I listen to, and I, I'm a fucking Bizarre fan, you know what, what I mean? Like, well, no, first of all, Bizarre is dope. But, but yeah, I'm at saying... the, at this time, it it still because I don't think they were dissing each other yet w- w- in ninety. By Jekyll Brothers, no, and no, you want to so know why? It was it wasn't. It was it, it, it happened right around then. this time. Yeah, and yeah. by the way, though, because the whole thing was right one, around then. The first disses were on uh, the first actual ICP on, disc was, was fuck ICP by my CD. I got you, but like I, on I Psychopathics. And it was oh, right. it was psychopathics from out of space was the first like missile fired off. Well, so the first one, yeah, the first psychopathics. Oh, the, was that? Like oh, 90, yeah, no, that was ninety nine. Okay. So that is this era. Right. Okay. I didn't, I didn't remember what. See, well, I didn't remember what year that. Uh, oh, I can't wait to do that album. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I was thinking today, like, sh- so should we talk about Psychopathics from Out of Space number one because it did come out in this era, or should we kind of group that into two episodes? I would think that that should be its own just because it's its own album, and there's a lot to talk about on that I like one. part two, too, so you want to do, fuck, because there's actually three of them. No, absolutely. I, no, I Nobody think that, likes three, but there are yeah, some, That's actually, I don't some agree with songs. that. I, did, I think that maybe it. there was truth. DJ Clay's track, I can't remember what it's called. Hold but on. D- DJ nasty. Clay's track on that album that is dope shit is fucking, fucking shit. That's the best song possibly on yeah, it. Yeah, like, DJ Clay is a guy who, having met him, having been around him, and having listened to his music and watched him perform in a fucking venue in Rhode Island with, you know, like, a real Juggalo show. That's all I'll say. Yeah. That he is one of the realest motherfuckers on the planet. Isn't let's, he? Let, let's, like, let that uh, be known. He's like Rude Boy's cousin, right? Is that I do he... not know any of that kind. Like, I never looked deep enough into that kind of shit, I but I could believe that that's true. He's, he's the same age as me. 
exact same age. No as shit. Me. Yeah, and I remember being Fair so enough. jealous when uh, right <laughs> he was on the Tempest tour. That was right, the first right. tour that they had. The him only out thing on, that I can say know? about Clay, based on everything that I've He's seen about him, solid dude. Is we, that, we that fucking, motherfucker worked for it. No, like, are you kidding me? I was I was just yeah I was just joking you know I was 18 years old trying to be a rapper so obviously I'm gonna be jealous of a fucking 18 year old DJ you know what I mean on tour with ICP but very talented very solid dude um, but uh, yeah so we'll do the psychopathic episode uh, we'll do those yeah no we can do that on its own but you want to know what I was actually thinking about so this, this was the era though where the beef began. Right around, which by the way, it's funny considering the fact that this is right around the time that they worked with fucking, I don't know if Snoop was still death row at the time, it might have been Aftermath. They but. worked with everybody, and that's why I totally believe that this sold more records, because they worked with fucking Snoop and ODB. Snoop, ODB, Ice-T, fucking... By the way, I'd like to just point out, because I thought about this the other day, and it was, and it's to your point about how ICP worked with everybody, but it wasn't just like, oh, you were a custy, come through, grab a verse, and you could peace out. I forgot about this, but Dirty featured ICP. Yes, they worked together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I love that. He, like, I, appreciated them as The artists. only one that I can remember, the only line I can remember from that song is ICP and O Dizzle, wildin', working like a fat chick's feet at King's Island. That's such a fucking, that's <laughs> such a good fucking lyric. Like, <laughs> yo, we were, ta- we were talking about. Um, I was talking with somebody, you know, from down south, three six fan, black, but still respected. That's another I, one right there. Respected ICP because they know, you know, that they've been around forever and had respect from real ass hip hop like fucking legends and that's why they will when they, they were when wearing they did, fucking like, hatchet gear in their video i know yo yo like fucking wild yo and, i remember uh, there was a dude just in a in a jekyll brothers <laughs> shirt so that must have been right around when they started fucking with him yeah 90 when did when the smoke clears come out S- like, and sipping on some scissor that's not like just some fucking track yeah <laughs> that's like one of their most well-known fucking songs and he's wearing a jekyll brothers shirt and bro was wearing a jekyll brothers hat you know what i'm saying like you know what made me uh, you know listening to all these albums over and over again it, it reminds me it makes me think of how cool the engineers and ancillary producers are that oh, got yeah. involved and oh, yeah. attached were to hear something so left field like clowns rapping guitars and, ah, but you and then know being what? like you know I what don't, like, you, okay let me ask you this because I, and I think I know the answer do you think they paint up at the studio no 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 but just the concepts and everything oh, alright right. right. fair enough I would imagine sometimes the sometimes the fucking lyrics are pretty sophomoric let's not fucking like hey, look you're not, not wrong about that so that's why but so like I think the juxtaposition of having silly ass lyrics with like multi fucking layered fucking beats and then obscure samples that are flipping yeah, oh, for sure. to oblivion. Oh, yeah. Like oh, absolutely. if you were just an avid fan of music, like and that's why they've, you know, worked with such a broad spectrum of artists, producers, you know, fucking um, Which they really have. I like Fucking, I will say that Jack White was a real left field. No, yeah. <laughs> Nobody saw that shit coming. Yo, that's how they ended up uh, at the show, the one Juggalo day I went to at the uh, Freemason Theater. Oh, no shit. Because Jack White 
uh, actually saved the Freemason um, Theodo, like, because he's a Freemason. Oh, interesting. And I think Violent J is a Freemason, too. I wouldn't doubt it. Because he got married at the Freemason yeah. Hall, where that was at. And yeah. I, don't, I don't think you can just, uh, I don't think anybody can just, if you go there, it looks like you're about to be doing a satanic fucking sacrifice. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't know the Masons very well because, um, entrance into the uh, Masons is not the same as it used to be. It's not necessarily like somebody has to like recommend you. Like you have to. I think nowadays it's more like you can just go in and. No, they they have ads on the on the radio. Exactly. You know what I mean. But like, so no, I will say I uh, what's his name? Fucking. I don't think uh, he's a thirty. I don't, I don't think he's a thirty third degree Mason. Uh, you know. Well, you never know. I don't know, know if they let Violent anyway. J. Uh, <laughs> hey, look. Quite frankly, or they just tell him that he based is. on well, yeah. But you want to know what? Based on his ability to create not only art and revenue but a rabid following I think is uh notable I think he's made some material for sure the way he can command a fucking legion of oh, yeah. people you oh, know yeah. I listen this album was another example of just like the fact that ICP has been able to consistently release music that is of like and you want to know what it's yeah it's debatable or objective the the quality of it as far as like whether or not you like it like fine i i know that it's debatable but objectively the music is every single album has a song where lyrically content wise or beats wise there is something where it's like they fucking killed that shit. Even if you don't necessarily look at like, because I'll admit, uh, there are definitely some songs throughout uh, ICP's career, mostly in the second deck, that I will sometimes skip. Like Young Yum has a couple of those, but it's it's not that they're not good songs. I just they don't hit, more or less. When I heard them, it's not like I was like, oh, this sucks, but. I just don't happen to, like, you know, it's not something that I want to bump to. But at, to that point, because I don't remember exactly what I was saying, but that's the big thing about ICP. They made six no-skip albums in a row. I think the big... Technically, di- seven. I think the big difference is when you look at the linear notes, because these... The first eight. The first six, right? Every single one of them was driven by a major record label deal or, in the end, distribution deal. Red distribution for the rape. You know, they all had deals. And they all had, like, top-notch, industry-level producers mixing and, like, in ways that... I thought that during the Wraith, they were... Especially if this is... I think that this is possibly true because they weren't working with Mike Clark at the time, that that was like kind of the end of an era with that kind of shit like it was. I that feel was like the they last were mostly, al- that, that, that was the last album where they worked like I think Bizarre Bizarre is was probably the peak of that and it's actually funny. And that's because then they have skits about it. Like, yeah, oh, you, no. you, owe, you owe us uh, half a million dollars. Well, uh, no, yeah, no. What did he say? We have uh, the, the house. That I, I rent studios and don't pay. And you want to know what they said at... Uh, Can't wait to do the Bizarre Bizarre episode. That's what I think uh, Boppo should do. I thought that he said that he wanted to come by for Missing Link. And we could do. He could come 
I think it should do. I think it should do both. You know. Well, listen. I mean, if we're gonna do that, that's gonna be the next one because that was the next two albums. What bizarre? Oh yeah. Can he do it on a Zoom call? That was what he was wondering. Yeah. No, we can figure that out. Yeah. But anyways, um, what were we just talking about? Well, we were talking about Jekyll Brothers in the sense that what I was the last thing that I said was it's the fact that this was their fifth of. Oh, the the albums uh, and how they have that sound in that. Well, not that, even like, just that sound, but you could have all the production and all the fucking whatever in the world, and excuse me, that doesn't mean that you are going to like again. This is and it's it's a no skip for Juggalos. All right, fine, but like I genuinely feel like there are no weak songs on any first six Joker's card or no, Bizarre and Bizarre, I, and, and, I've, and, and to that end. Linkin Park only made two. Hybrid Theory and Meteora. I don't know that the rest of their albums were no skips. But, and uh, frankly, there may be albums out there that I haven't heard from artists that are no skip albums. And let me ask you this. How many radio edit songs do you have after the six Jokers card, Ray Shangri-La? I'll give you how, think as many were... as you want. How long? Did they do? They I... never did because they didn't have to yeah. because they didn't have a deal with right, some, right. where they hand you hand your record over and then they go uh uh-uh, uh you gotta change this tune this up da 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 and you need a radio version you right. need a music video after the sixth they were like shit we got enough money we can do it all on our own let's do it it almost and makes then... me feel like that was the plan. I, yeah, definitely. But like, that's why I think that is the fundamental difference. Like, when you have a whole team of like people to like make it the most broad, of, uh, like, reaching album as possible, they will narrow it down to the best sounding tracks to make it an unscalable album. Right. When it's just Jay, you know, having the final word. And there is no, like, people that, like, he gave you a million dollars, so now, like, you have to listen to their notes. You know what I mean? Like, there is not that for the second deck. So I think that's why there's so many skippable tracks, because there's nobody in the way. There's no Alex. There's no fucking... Not that Alex even had, like, a say on that. He's the fucking business manager. But, like, the people mixing it... Definitely, you know. Um, And also, just talk talk about, like, the end of that era. And this was in the middle of that era. Like, big studios, all this, and... uh, uh, they, I remember the first seminar I went to in 2005 or six, whenever it was, my first right, gathering. Right. Uh, right. Uh, Alex uh, apparently didn't take any money when he left, but didn't pay a lot of bills, and that's why yeah, they that's... went from you know being on this certain level of operation to significantly different. Right. You know right. what I mean? No, that, and that definitely is. And you, you know? want to know what? Uh, for talking about that era with like the people that they were working with and the things that they were doing the jerky boys were like one of the biggest oh, things yeah. on the fucking planet and at the time I know yeah they were huge back then that's why again and the fact that fucking Mike Wood get yeah. off the phone you stupid ass that's that's fucking uh, Neil Goldman from Family Guy cause Neil Brennan that's him Neil Brennan? N- n- not Neil Brennan, I'm sorry. Johnny Brennan. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yes, the guy yeah. that does Saul yes. from Mike Wood. Yes. And on on Family Guy, he does Mort Goldman. Mort Goldman is Saul. Yeah, oh, a definitely. A thousand percent. Because yeah. Saul was one of those characters is, back then. This is Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> Hello. Yes, this is Sarah. <laughs> Mike Wood, please. 
No, Who's and it's following funny. me. No, and that was great, especially because <laughs> they were back at the. They were fucking. They they had the opportunity to actually. They had these people's phone numbers. And that's how plugged in that they were to just the culture around them. You know, these eighth grade dropouts. They would just like every time they got a large chunk of cash. They always reinvested in the smartest ways possible. Right. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Their efficacy those... has always been. I mean, you know, one thing that they did buy, which was, uh, which was useful, was a truckload of fake pussy. <laughs> Let me speak to Wayne. <laughs> I remember Wayne used to always say that shit. <laughs> that was. Now you tell me what I'm supposed to do with a truckload full of fake pussy. Would like, you like the touring I department? I don't know. Would you like the touring department? Uh, I like... That's some kind of joke? Is that a wise-ass comment? comment? <laughs> seen enough of the country. I see. I, I drive a truck for a living. I've seen enough of the country. I, I don't have to get enough of that shit. Now, and you want to know what? It's funny because, you know, I always used to just think it was super funny. And it was just like, ah, whatever. But you want to know what? The real reality of what they were doing was Mike Wood comes from the fucking microphone stand. Oh. They were assaulting motherfuckers when they were acting up at shows, and then they were just like, they get calls like, oh, what did they, they, they did this thing, is whatever, and all these venues, I'm sure, have these different clauses around like fucking, you know, like enter at your own risk type shit. Yeah, they, at the Palladium, I've, I've been there so many times, I've like, probably blocked it out, but there used to be a big ass, like, printed sign that said, Moshing is like, you know, you do it at your own risk and we're not liable for injury and... Yeah, well, in Worcester, that's a good fucking idea because motherfuckers be going into the pit in Worcester trying to catch bodies for real. I remember moshing was banned in Boston, I'm pretty sure, for a while. That. And there was, like, cops at every show. There's gotta be a reason why ICP has opted to never even try to play Boston after the That's six. why it's ill that they, uh... Oh, no, I love it. Shows in Worcester are fucking... That's why I did the fucking video where I did it, man. Because the Palladium well, is saying the place that, that, that uh, it's ill. Violent J is playing at the fucking Middle East, but it's on a Monday. No, I know. I, I can't wait to see gonna, that shit. I'm not fucking gonna make it. It's Vicky's birthday. See, that sucks and then because I've already committed to going to Shaggy. Right, okay. And so it's like I don't want to be like super selfish. No, I totally get it. Cuz again, it's not in in her but case. But I want to see if I had a choice, I would rather see the fucking Middle East show. I'm not going to lie to you. This yeah, is, no, that's that is going to be a hell of a show. That is the preferable show. That is going to be a hell of a show. I'm going to try to see if I can swing it both, you know. I don't know. I, you want to know what? I think that uh, if it's uh, if it's supposed to happen, if you really are, and then I think you will. And I think that it would be worthwhile, mainly because it's not just Jay, but it's a three-headed monster show. I know, dude. Jay and Esham, and then Ouija Mac. I mean, I don't really care about Ouija Mac, but Jay and Esham, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I'm saying, bro. I, and Boston at the fucking Mecca. Yeah. Middle I East. I, can, I, I, I think it's. Uh, I think it would be worthwhile. But hey, listen. I will tell you as far as uh, fucking just the the music is concerned, man. I, I I really cannot stress enough that the fact that they are able to the, the still prolific and still producing this many years into their career 
even if it's not their best work, and a lot of it has still been good. The Three Headed Monster album was solid. Like, no debate in that. And again, I did, I've heard some people say whatever about Quest for the Infinite Groove. I liked it. I thought that it was, again, I cannot stress enough that everybody bitches about how people are making the same fucking records over and over again. Well, no, they're not because Shaggy made the Quest for the Infinite Groove and nobody's making fucking records like that. Yeah, you know, their output is fucking impressive, dude. And if you... After this many years, not to mention. Yeah, so if you don't... Albums pretty much every year. People who usually have something negative to say have no idea about what's actually happening. That's why I've said it over and over again. If you want to talk shit about ICP, tell me what you know about them. Yeah. Because if you don't actually... The fact that... And you pointed this out earlier. The fact that they work with all the people that they work with, like Ice-T, fucking Snoop Dogg, ODB, and then work with them in a way where it's like reciprocal. Where it's not just ICP coming in and paying and fucking taking their verse and like, like there's, with there you go with three six and just all this shit. It's the, I really do think that um, Jekyll Brothers was probably the era where they gained the respect of the the grander industry as far as the other artists. You know the fucking executives who gives a fuck what they think, but. The other artists looked at these guys like, oh shit, they really like, because uh, fucking Jekyll Brothers was uh, Woodstock era, which is hilarious considering, fuck Palooza, big festival, but never sell out with you bitch ass hoes, unless it's Woodstock. <laughs> but, I look, it's, it was Woodstock. That, no, because you want to know what? Everybody loves to leave ICP out of that one yeah. because that Woodstock was a fucking cultural moment. That shit was white kids behaving badly. Yeah. Like, they set the whole fucking place on fire. Yeah. I guarantee you that there are children who are fucking like, oh, you can take it both ways. I bet that there are kids that fucking went to the Capitol and I bet that there were kids that fucking... Antifa's from in that from those crowds. I was just trying to find the right way of like both sides, just because the level of fucking depravity and insanity that was Woodstock '99, right, was fucking DMX and Limp Biscuit and Red Hot Chili Peppers. And Rage just, Against the Fucking Machine came on and then told them, then everything got set on fire. No, I think it was during Limp Biscuit. Oh, it was Limp Biscuit. I'm pretty sure it was during Limp Biscuit. And one way or another, I've seen, you know, we've seen the videos of the Woodstock set. That shit was fucking wild. Yeah. Like, people were into it. And I think that that's one cool thing about ICP also, especially for the fact that Gen Z kids find it and then they get into it is the fact that all of this shit exists and they're just they find it they're like oh that's fucking dope and then they get into it as opposed to like we found it as it was like being created as it was taking form and like it really is I I never actually had this thought until now but the idea that what the juggalo world and what juggalo culture actually is the the original six really was like the creation of it and then the second deck I feel like is becoming the proliferation of it. I like, always felt like the first six was building 
the carnival. Right. And then the second deck is just the examination of just it. Just having the carnival. Yeah, and, and then now we're... to it. Yeah, now we're talking about what's actually happening here. You want to um, know what? Let me, let, let me ask you this. Because we're also... Because... In, and granted, technically speaking, between, um, what am I thinking here? Between Jekyll Brothers and The Wraith, there was Bizarre Bizarre, which was a massive album, and a, a double album, and massive publicity they got during that time. But because, excuse me, God, I'm such a fucking pig, um, getting close to the end of the saga by then, we are technically getting close to the se- to the end of the second deck. The, the the unless they decide to do their next album, it, a la Bizarre Bizarre, and maybe not a double album. Who knows? But do something in place of. They probably will to stave off the the sixth. That's just natural. I don't think it's a bad idea. Yeah. If only because when they did it the one time they did it, it was which by the way, let's also keep in mind. The fact that it, this just speaks to how good ICP is at what they do, that they made an album in between the six Jokers card instead of just going, because they really, as far as full albums are concerned, they went Carnival Ringmaster, Riddlebox, uh, Malenko, Jekyll Brothers. And then it's like, you say, oh, it's supposed to be the six. And then they're just like, oh, well, no, actually not. We're going yeah. to do something else. Yep, and that could have been Doc that it could that could, people could have looked at that shit like it was super corny like oh what are you fucking just oh you just don't want to end your thing that's what I felt like as a fan I'm not gonna lie because uh, I was maybe, I was I'm sure that there I, were I, people that felt that way for it a was, time it wasn't until I started smoking weed that then I got like <laughs> and then I didn't want it to end uh, you know yeah, what I well, mean like that is how that tends to go um, I look but I think that. It really is cool that the 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 album it just it still sounds good. Like Jekyll Brothers is an album that is like any time that I'm out and I just want to listen to something, there's a good chance that album is gonna be what I put on because it's just a solid fucking listen, top to bottom. Like every song on that album is so good. I used to listen to the album and it flows a, fucking a fantastic. lot when I first uh, started smoking weed uh, like every day and uh, working doubles. Uh, that was Wraith era for me. Yeah, that was th- that yeah. was Wraith era. But like, so that's when like I got a job at McDonald's and I was able to get my own. CDs and shit, so right, I had right, to right. catch up on. Oh, okay. Because I only no, had I up Very. until shit. Like I fucking when the sixth dropped, I had heard everything, but I didn't like have my own copies of shit. You know right. What I mean? No, I, I feel had, you. Like, no, and especially it was way harder to get shit back then, man. Yeah. Because that was one of the cool things be, about albums like Psychopathic Outer Space. Because I also didn't get a computer in my house until right, right. uh, two thousand. To, no, fair enough. You know, it was literally right when the Wraith came out. So then it was like, now I can get shit off the internet and I can like fucking, you know, because it was only a few people in my town who even was like super into ICP. Right. You know, I didn't even know this whole fucking world was happening. And then as soon as you get the internet, you're like, oh my God. That like, was right around the time though, if I'm recalling correctly, Jekyll Brothers Wraith era 
or maybe it was I'm trying to remember well because to say Jekyll Brothers Wraith era discounts the An year and a half period, yeah no. the year and a half or however no. long it was the Bizarre Bizarre I have, was so I have, I, when, like I said when Jekyll Brothers came out in my ICP world I was still more like the, I didn't even own the album my friend owned the album and like I said we listened to you know several tracks like right. over and over again but then in 2002 I get the album and then I listen to it and then I would it, it it would lead me to eventually start to get into Twisted because yeah listen that was I think that that probably Jekyll Brothers more than anything at that time drew me to being interested in Twisted because when I started hearing these voices I didn't actually know that it was Madrox doing oh doing the, the skits not at the, all I didn't know that not at, at all dude like but just the them being they were like little vampire children or something the way they looked the way originally you know, yeah just, they just had the sunken like, eyes and the yeah hair. and the way they talked on echo side they were like fucking like kind of like raspy i gotta be know, honest like i didn't even actually realize until at least however many plays through it was and somebody might have even had to point it out for me but I didn't even realize that fucking the the other voices on uh, Echo Side, like, I just, I wasn't even sure. That these, <laughs> he thought they were just fucking around with their voices. Who knows? They were talking backwards. You never know. <laughs> That's so funny. I listen. You know, I, I, really you know, I, took, I, I really listened to the albums and took them at face value, <laughs> and I didn't ask questions. I just kind of was no, we all, for the ride. We all did, and that's what was so sick about it. And I would, uh, you know, I would I would sit and smoke weed, and I'd draw pictures of, like, what I thought the Echo Side would be. And I was also Echo getting side into... Was, I remember asking my mother about, uh, do you remember anything? Because she went to Catholic school. I remember, do you remember anything about... Uh, the Echo Side. You know, like uh, uh, Headless Man. <laughs> or, or no, a uh, man with a long black tongue. Uh, uh, uh. Which is so funny. What did he say? Neck and said, "Fuck the devil. Fuck, fuck that, that shit. shit. We gonna leave this life legit. legit. If you hear what we can say, would you throw your life, life away?" away. Yeah. And it's so funny to me where they really have always, and that's what made the unveiling so great. Because when he said we snuck it in subliminally with that wicked shit around him, yeah. It, like you really think back, it's like I was. Oh wow, pass me by. Really was about heaven, wasn't it? I was genuinely mad because I I'd already like known denounced God or oh okay. I'd already known that that was like the message it was right, so right, fucking right. blatantly clear I think on you every know what? fucking thing I said it wasn't like this is about God like and that's why you want to know why? No, I my think initial reaction was anger because I was like, you know, discovering drugs and psychedelics and George Carlin and and all that shit. Oh yeah, you know, and which then, that was geez, no, that it, era was right when he, he did was, the one bit. Yes, yeah. Uh, From uh, you're all diseased. No, complaints. No, you were all diseased. Is the one that had the. Oh, one you're all diseased. Of, right, yeah. uh, then God had the, the religion has actually convinced people that there's an invisible God, man. And that's God, whole thing. Yeah. So fucking yeah, right around that same time, man. Yeah, I do. I know. I was absorbing it all, you know, and uh, yeah, a lot of conflicting views. But then, because I was learning about psychedelics and just like, you know, the God mind and you know, universal mind, all that kind of like universal consciousness. Yes, like I I was putting all these meanings onto the Doc Carnival, and I was like, wow, this is, like, some fucking next-level shit. 
and it, you either got it or you didn't. You know, I, that, I mean? that's like, one of these funny these things. These are where... psychological archetypes that are being described by fucking eighth grade dropouts from Detroit. And there's such pervasive oh, yeah. things that like fucking it's honestly, all of us have. It's the know, kinds like, of things where you again you can re-examine this shit over and over and over again and still depending on the way that you feel at a certain time or depending on what may have happened at any given day will give you a different perspective and then you look at it differently where again I can't remember where I had heard it originally I may have even just read it on Facebook from somebody but the idea that like in Under the Moon that like what if the girl killed herself that kind of thing yeah like there are levels to this shit where you listen to it over enough time and it just it takes on different meanings because you become a different person it's like uh, the homie uh, Chris the Lord of the Loud Packs um, like you gotta watch the Matrix once every like six years no because again because your Cause perspective something sh- different. your perspective yeah. shifts on it yeah. on what it like could mean or could potentially you know what I mean like it's a very uh, it, it's a very it's good so funny. And, and the first one it not makes, the whole trilogy makes, just the first I can, one I can say that I'll give you a perfect example because it's an election year coming up I'm fucking uh, listening and one of the lines he says is um, oh it's just about to fire this up no that's fine oh. Oh, wait, the, for now we're good that fucking cricket is uh, driving me insane so it like Jay is dead. Oh, no. Shaggy doesn't give a fuck about politics. Doesn't vote nothing like that. I can Jay, believe that. Jay, if you ever listen to him, is definitely like democratic, oh, left leaning. Sure. Oh, you no know what about I mean? That. Like, and this he grew, was, in, he, grew, he grew up in fucking Michigan. And now, exactly, you know, like, and uh, I listen to this album, and I'm like, yo, although uh, there are rednecks in Michigan. Yeah, but true working class, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people I from, like, wonder, fucking... He's never talked about it, so I don't know... He says it very subtly, whereas, like... I was talking about some, a different thing, but continue. Sorry, just to, like... No, listen, you're all good. Listening Please. to this album as an older person, there's the line where he's, like, uh, bombs are blowing up, cops are corrupt, and all you care about is who the president fucked. And that, like, now that I'm older, I'm like, it's because the Republican Party at the time was still it, it's always been like almost like a theocracy driven fucking group you know what oh, i mean sure. like Absolutely. and at the time there was way less like working class propaganda it was very still much on the nose like if you're right wing like you know what i mean oh, absolutely. so it was like him. they were it was much more we were also just still living in an america that was much more moralistic yes you know what i mean so that is and by the way that was one of the great things about Terrible. And one of the great things about ICP, because they've been, you want to call it woke or whatever, they've been on that fucking wave since 93. Since, yes, ever since forever, dude. You exactly. Know? And that's why when I listen to it now, I'm like, and I see some juggalos who fucking either have rebel flags or Trump shit. Oh my fucking like, God. It's like, bro, what, what we is- talked about this before, but I'm going to say this right now. Because depending on, you know, we haven't really reached the fucking audience yet, but Juggalo News has 100,000 people following it. So if a tenth of those fucking people uh, uh, hear this or see this, fucking... <coughs> there was a fucking, during the, uh, the either you could call them Black Lives Matter protests, I think it might have been the George Floyd protests also. Uh, during that time, ICP 
resold because they were selling it again from I think it was. Oh the, yeah, they had to be the, like the, yeah, just the, by the, the way. rebel flag. They were like oh by the way yeah, just fuck your rebel case, flag. In case it's you always for, been in fucking case, rebel flag. In case you forgot, you you dumb motherfuckers. Who and are then like motherfuckers had the audacity to go on insane clown posse's Facebook page comment section and have the fucking nerve to say why are you being political first of all and then trying to say have you ever heard of this heritage uh, not hate and then like oh i'm not gonna i used to think you guys were cool but not what the fuck have you been listening to what do you mean you you, i thought you were cool what songs were you listening to did you not listen to the they skipped uh (gasps) carnival carnage and the majority of their entire career not even just skip carnival and carnage they skipped skipped, all all of their albums they they are very clear about fuck rednecks they skipped every single album besides boondocks one song sipping on down. That's the only one they listen to on I mean, repeat till the end of time. <laughs> Why no, listen, is I? I think that Jay probably does listen to some amount of like of like like real country. Ah, uh, certainly. If you heard the man, oh, fucking, well, there you the fucking well, uh, they, they, country right, well, ballads so, that motherfucker subjected yeah, me to. Well, you know, but the they, most recent of which being the fucking best is the best G-code. one. No, no, no. The most recent one is Good Ass Pussy. Okay. That's the most uh, recent one. You want to know what? G-Code's funny because it's not supposed to be funny. You know, like, it's supposed to be funny in some ways, but it, it's it's still. No, G-Code wasn't necessarily supposed to be funny. G-Code is just a dope song. The way y'all sitting here hey, crying hey, over this one dude. dead buster, it makes me think he blew a mean dick. He must have. It's ridiculous, bro. Like. But, yo, the, uh. The fine ass pussy song that just no, makes that me was, laugh so no, hard. Listen, and bro. then Wayne, who we need for the Wraith episode. Okay, I, I don't know I'm in. Uh, no, well then I'll get in touch with him. We're not too far off. He from that. fucking freestyled at the Wraith release. Oh, I know. Party I remember. I know Boston. that story. There's no one else who's gonna be fucking doing listen, the Wraith episode. I, there's no way that we can ever prove that this is true, but Wayne, for sure. Oh, two coined whoops. two whoops. Yeah, without a doubt. He was the first person to say yeah. that shit. And then he went to the gathering that year and yelled at it fucking everybody. And everybody that heard it, just like the first time we heard it, was like, oh shit, fuck yes. That's fucking great. I remember I was with him, I think, the first time he said it. I remember. I I think we were walking through, uh, we were walking in Boston up near uh, Austin or uh, one of those, like either All Asia or one of those fucking I remember in Mary Jane's car, after a long ass night the in Lincoln? Plymouth, the yeah, and we were, it was her driving, and then you, me, Lariah, Wayne, all jammed in the car, yes. not slept any of that shit. Sounds about and right. Somehow we were going doing wordplay, and then it led to two whoops. Wayne said it, then we all died, and then we were doing a million different variations of it. Oh yeah. And then that that's what I remember of it. And then if you ask Wayne, he'll tell you a story, and if you ask you, you'll tell another story. Well, but this. But the point is, it was Wayne the Pain. Oh, for sure. And he said it in every story. We're all just on drugs and don't know which one was the first one. Exactly. (laughs) But it was... I love that because... It genuinely became a huge part of the oh, it, like yeah. everybody it's says. Now it's shit. the fucking thing. Oh, it's just part Hell of it. Yeah. I love it. And I bro, Jekyll Brothers was absolutely part of that, like because Jekyll Brothers has so many different things that not least of which being Mike Wood, these things that you just repeat. Because Jekyll Brothers era was also big money hustlers. 
Oh yeah, dude. So that means we're gonna have to, we do, have to that do that real yeah, soon. We gotta do that. Watch we could even. On. I mean, we could do that next. Potentially, we just got to figure out a way to. We might have to be bougie about it. We might have to just uh, watch the movie on the phone, but uh, to be able to record. That's at not the same bougie time. at all. That's ghetto as fuck. No, not bougie. That's why I, <laughs> I, I was using bougie the wrong way. I forgot what it it's meant. It's very for a proletariat moment. of us, yeah, actually. It's, uh, it's very, uh, very juggalo, in fact. <laughs> but I, the, for the, for that era, because big money hustlers, you have to remember, was. Such a fucking moment in like I bro, it was so so many things from that era. I mean shit. Magic ninjas. Yeah. I have to wonder because I don't know how actually it broke down. But I would be curious to know if Twisted actually came up with the Magic Ninjas on their own. I would say definitely or, that was improv. Yeah, well, no, but they, they, no, they, the they Magic said, Magic Ninjas. What I believe that they could have improv that. Yeah, I meant the mad. Well, so I guess no. At that point, Jay wrote the script, so it would have had. To no, have he probably them. came up with the with like the characters, the Magic Ninjas, but then they were the ones to do like the Magic Magic Ninjas. Well, no, but, but fair enough. But doesn't that also like because there's no way they were like Magic Ninjas, and then all of a sudden they had the wardrobe like. On the fly, like that shit's written in the script, figured out. Well, no, granted. Uh, more so, what I meant was and that's what was so beautiful of it. I it guess was, why it half it was improv. I guess obviously my brain blatantly. went there for the fact that like I just their their operation is Magic Ninja Entertainment, which yeah, would mean he, that inherently it comes from a thing that they did not create. What it is like, is listen, everybody, listen, listen up, real, real close. Jamie Madrox, fucking Paul, Joe Bruce, Joe Usla, y'all need to call Damon Wayans and give him some money because it wasn't the fucking <laughs> homie the clown. None of you would have anything. And matter of fact, Isham too, you gotta throw in some change too because you fucking, you're the one who did it. He everybody, actually did straight up homie the clown, the big, didn't he? The biggest difference between all of them and obviously Ishan gets the pass, and I love him to death. But, like, ICP has never made no qualms that they are, like, half a cover band. Almost on all of their albums, they have a lot of covers. Or I like noticed that where... Bro. Shit, Assassins is a straight... Is a cover. No, oh, number one. You know one. what I mean? Number, like, bro, I was in the know? grocery store the other day, and I heard But Twisted fucking... won't... But just to complete the thought, Twisted, like, does not admit that, like, their entire existence oh my, is predicated really off of, that's, like... That's rough. I don't know. It seems that way. Well, no, because you know? they're always bro, having songs about it. They're trying to get away recent, from it, but they're also like. I'm not, pretty sure it was Yum know. Yum. Was uh, the the last track was uh, the last thing I'll ever see. What? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yes, yeah, yeah. I was in the grocery store the other day, and I heard that like. Uh, oh, the sample that's nah, basically. Nah, nah, yeah. nah, nah, Especially the older nah, they get, they just nah, like. Let's just do all the '80s songs we grew up nah, with, bro. And not, no, and <laughs> keep on chopping, baby. Pop, I didn't even know this so until I think uh, the homie Drew posted a pic, posted a video where uh, Mighty Death Pop. That's another one where that's like some when shit. When the Mighty Death Pop, yeah, everything Yeah, it's hot chocolate. I was not particularly aware of that. Yeah, I and like, so I like I, hot I, in, in some ways, I'm not cultured enough when it comes to. And this is the thing. That's one of the great parts about their music, where. They've always been very sample heavy 
And they kind of did that in a time where it was becoming the thing. Like, they were already doing it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, they had already been helly with the samples. So, I was going to say, um, a set, like, not only just Assassins, but fucking... So many of their songs. Dude. There was, I feel like there was something else on... Um, their Jeff best Brothers. cover of all time would be Freaky Tales on Death Pop, oh, the hour-long version. I said, well, listen, I, I tried to wait. tell people. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait until we get to Death Pop because that's going to have to be like a two or three part episode. Because I mean, there's three albums. Freaky Tales requires yeah. its own episode. <laughs> Bro, I listened to that shit in the car where I was just, I was hanging out waiting for somebody and... Bro, Freaky Tales can It hang. was the funniest it's, yeah, fucking it's, thing it, it I got a, ever It should have got a Grammy for a comedy album, honestly. Oh my it's that God, funny. I, bro, like, it was... And, well, just because when you listen to it, if you, have, if you know anything about ICP, uh, my favorite part about the entire album was just like... Some of this could be real. Oh, that's some of these, some of these girls for sure got fucked this way, for sure. But some of them were also. I don't know who told Jay that Hanukkah only has seven days. No. But that was an unfortunate oversight. Otherwise, I. Oh my fucking god! I, it's great too because that's pretty just funny because they, they made a whole bit. they made a whole ass movie about how it's eight crazy nights. Like I, you all, I, I have to wonder if fucking. Yeah, you have to think that Jay is a fan of Adam Sandler. You I don't think, know, it's right? weird because they also were working at the same time. Very you in know the what same, I mean? like, yeah, in the proximity, both, oh yeah, for sure. You know, so that's that, a good point. They might have looked at that like, you know, eh, fuck that you know, shit. You know? That's actually a good point because, because also comedy very didn't have shocked. the same kind of, and it's they kinda, weren't going for comedy, they just happened to be funny. Yeah, and that, that was something they kind of like leaned into more in the, the later half of their career. That's why I think they, so. they let it go with like all of the parodies and miracles and all that shit, like fucking and then the way they approached their infomercials for the gathering like they threw the the kayfabe right out the window and they were just like okay we're fucking goofy now the kayfabe is so fucking... far out the window jay is consistently picturing that as painful yeah he, but you know Just what? Shaggy a little bit. Like, you see pictures yeah, of him. Yeah, he's still, you can tell, he still ain't, he ain't, like, I don't think he's... He's not trying to be yeah, out there like exactly, that. Exactly, yeah, he wants his but, personal life. Well, but no, so he's trying Jay, to be out there like that, but he does still paint up, which, again, it's funny, because every time I see a picture of them without their paint on, it is a little bit like, wait, who the fuck is that? Nah. Because, and here's the funny thing. Because we've never really hung out with them. I, me, just the one time. I hung out with uh, Shaggy without with his was... paint off. Yeah, that no was kid. that was Fair one enough. of the coolest things ever. Oh, I can imagine. Did. Yeah. And this is what I'm saying is that you don't have enough experience with a person where you really remember what they look like. You as, because he, he Jumbo right. Paint makes you uh -huh. obscures you so well that it fucking can fool facial recognition technology. It was That's really crazy. it was really the tattoos how tall he was and that he was with Clay because like him and Clay were hanging out all the fucking time and uh that's when he was still drinking and we all drank tequila me, Johnny G Pat and a few other people were all drinking um and Pat will tell you this he he did t say to Clay about 
making mixtapes would be the best fucking thing to happen, blah, blah, blah. And, oh, I remember. Uh, I've heard this. Yeah, and it's that that is the truth. He did say that. No, absolutely. But yeah, Shaggy, you know what Shaggy reminded me of was uh, Weaver. Do you remember Greasy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, like, he reminded me of Greasy. Oh, like, my I Lord. I was Greasy, greasy. for a second. Greasy. Yeah. Yara, Cat in the hat. Oh, my God. Ah. <laughs> oh. Rest in peace to... He's not dead. He's. I know he's not. Oh, <laughs> that was a question. Some other people are. Yeah. Who isn't? Dead? <sighs> we might be by the time you hear this. Uh, who knows, man. What time is it? Uh, fucking, uh, it's 11.30. We've only, uh, yeah, we, we got started a little bit late. Oh, now, well, okay. Yeah, I gotta take a piss real quick. All right, okay. Bring it back in a minute here. Forever I'm a juggler. Ah, that's such a great fucking song. Um, I that's another. I, I can't wait to do uh, Bizarre Bizarre. You have to get here a little earlier for that one. But um, no, let me tell you. Um, it, it, fucking Jackal Brothers has songs that I really do think are in ICP's top five. Mm-hmm. Which that's fuck the world for sure. Oh yeah, dude. That was them taking, what would you say are the most popular songs off of it? That was them taking, like, let's say the Ned and Game that they had, like, which is arguably one of the most popular, like, mainstream songs. Well, it's, no, that was almost a cult classic, because it's a song that got a ton of play for the fact that everybody calls it the Dating Game song, nobody calls it the Ned and Game. It's true, yeah, people do all call it the Dating Game. Um, But yeah, I feel like uh, Fuck the World was the, like anti-single you know what i mean that they, right. that they made you know but it got super popular i remember i used yeah, to see like it did. And i remember my my homie who had the internet and it was funny because i was talking about my the people who i knew who had the internet in the late 90s it was like my cousin who had a like a right-wing republican vietnam vet dad and they like gave him a computer and they left him to his own devices because he was like a good kid or whatever. So right, they like, right. be, lo- would be looking up crazy shit and they wouldn't be suspecting. Oh, yeah. And then my other friend who was a juggalo, his computer room was like in like a windowless fucking like room in the basement. And uh, it, was, it looked like someone was going to get murdered and maybe they did down there. And uh, I remember looking up uh, and printing out the ICP, the, the lyrics to um, Fuck the World to account <laughs> if he in fact did say. I don't fuck. know. I never did. And I will did. admit, I never counted. I'm pretty uh, the sure. Fox. Yeah. I wonder if it was 93. I'm pretty sure my homie Ernie did, because uh, I, I remember he had the lyrics like printed out. You know, Jekyll Brothers was also the era of the comic book, the good comic book, the chaos comic book. Oh, the pendulum? Ugh. Yeah, that I didn't... It was so fucking fire, bro. Yeah. That's how I found out about The Gathering for the first time, too. Was through the... Yeah, because at the end of the comic, they were talking about they you got to get an ICP news breakdown. And fucking... Not to mention, they had those fucking CDs, which had, like, The Amazing Maze, I'm pretty sure was one of them. Yep. Which, that's a fucking fantastic song. Yeah. The Amazing Maze was always one of those tracks that just, like really fucking stuck with me in like the imagery was so good yeah Bapo made a Rick the Dick uh, <laughs> sculpture back oh, in the nice. day that had every injury that was oh, that's like, awesome. done to him in the song like we the like thumbtacks Rick, Rick the Dick, the Dick. <clears throat> 
I'm Jimbo Jizzle. I'm Jeff Nipples. Fucking that Jimbo Jism. I think that well look, you wanna know what the <laughs> people can say what they want about Twisted, but their their uh skits and their whether or not they wrote them or improvised it, but their comedic shit is like on point. Yeah, I that's actually why I feel like they really have negated that when they left. Like they like really they do the emo rock shit and it like I, I got it, you know what? I don't I listen to it that uh, much, so maybe there is funny shit there. I, you want to know what? The albums that I listened to, uh, there was... I don't remember liking Generation Nightmare that much, but no, See, it I was... See, I liked Generation Nightmare. It, it, well, no, it was either Generation Nightmare or the, the there was another one... But there was no comedic reprieve whatsoever. Uh, exactly, and I'm trying to think of the other one that was before that. It was, was maybe like Revelations... The... Or what no, I care. It was like abominate, not abominations. What the fuck? It was like questions to continuous oh, the continu- evolution. The continuous evolutions. No, I actually <laughs> did like that one, but no, for after that evolution. one, evolution, which they did the their fucking artwork on that one was insane. I don't know who came up with that. That but, song had uh, what 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 was the single on that that was pretty good? Was it a breakdown? No, or wait, no, kill somebody. kill somebody. Kill somebody. Kill somebody was dope. Good. That was yeah. a good track. Yeah. I, and you want to know what, man? I think that they, because they still can rap. Every once in a while, I hear the tracks that they're putting out that are actually like rap tracks that are not like you know the more emo-y stuff. And they can, they still got the chops. They can still do it. I just, I, I don't I'll, feel I'll, the same kind of. It's like you found out at long last that. Jamie Madrox is more akin to, like, John Carpenter than he is to uh, Ted Bundy. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, Jay is still a little bit closer to a fucking crazy mythological figure than fucking... And, you know, like, Shaq, again, the both of them are, like, crazy... And they live their lives. They have their children. They're decent people, but they live wild lives. And I feel like with Madrox and Monoxide, it's kind of come down to where, like, they're just, you know, like, horror writers, basically. (laughs) And there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I think that also, it's like, it it really does speak to, I I really would be curious to know what their numbers were, genuinely, before they left Psychopathic, just knowing what what they are now, as far as, like, general listenership. Right. Because... I really do feel like for the longest time Twisted absolutely was like it felt like at least as a juggalo that they were as significant as ICP in the sense that they were part of Dark Lotus with Blaze and Dark Lotus was the be all end all and what was amazing is that that was a group that somehow it was the inverse with Eminem and D12 fans they'd be like yeah fuck ICP Twisted's alright though remember that I that do was remember a bit, that was I, a... I don't know that I heard as much of that which it could also be that argued that it could also be argued that in a deeper sense that was because I'm pretty sure that Twisted actually like worked with Eminem uh, like fairly directly for at least some period. Yeah, proof. They all they all would they'd hang out at the shelter and shit back in in Detroit. Well, and I all, they well, did I that. Say. They like House of Crazies. They hung around the open mics and stuff like that. ICP did not. Well, they no, were, they, well, no, fair know, enough. They were, but they were like fuck that. 
And that's why they were hated in a lot of ways. Do you, you remember know? on Nothing But a Bitch thing, though, where he said, uh, wait a minute, don't run. What's up with that? I'm just trying to give you this 300 bucks bag that you gave the Twisted so oh, you can well, open up. They show, yeah. Pussy. Yo, this this ill, I'll have to put you on to this. I, I haven't watched it in years, but you'd really I think I might have actually seen it. The, the, riddle, the riddle Box release party. Oh, no, that, no, okay. I don't where think. Proof is on stage freestyling. No, that shit. I have not seen. And then they're all, no paint, doing a golden Goldie's set. Oh wait, you mentioned that on it's one of the so older great. episodes. So great, and yeah. Legs Diamond. That sounds pretty De- fucking Legs amazing. Diamond comes out in a hat that is as big as your bed right here. <laughs> like uh, you can't even see him underneath it. He's like trying to fucking hold it up while he's rapping. Jay has like a like a George Clinton style vampire cape, like with the huge collar. Well, I think you know, that like in with, dreadlocks. With Proof Man, I really like because cor- correct me if I'm they wrong. They all rap like horrorcore Detroit shit. Well, too, but this man. was about this is what I was gonna say. I, correct me if I'm wrong, but Proof just died in some like random shit at an after like hours. Yeah, spot. like a bar. Exactly. I don't think that it was anybody that like, and I could be wrong, but I don't think that it was anybody I had like beef with. I think that it was just like no, some. I think it was late. Just like, people, yeah. it was late. People were drunk. Getting and static. Fucking, his exactly. gun. Now dead. After hour spots are crazy yeah. like that. But so. And he, proof, he was just just about, proof was just about hip hop, the Detroit hip hop. Yeah, like he was just about it. Like I feel like Royce he, is that kind of guy. He, That's why Royce did. And track he with. knew that fucking ICP was the only people, you know, repping fucking awesome Dre and all the people that nobody even oh, yeah. gave a fuck or had any reason to even fucking. Merciless Amir. Exactly. You know, like. And Eminem did that on the on the other end of the spectrum with more relevant younger rappers that he's done continuously. Right. You know, like G Unit and you know Griselda most recently. You oh know, yeah, like, those, I, I always forget that Griselda was a part of uh, Shady. Yeah, I always yeah. forget that. Yeah, those man. guys really fucking they put it in, man. Like uh, I can't remember if it was Benny the Butcher or the other guy. Conway. Or I can't if Benny because there's three of them, right? Or is it just Conway, Benny the Butcher, and uh, I can never. West Side Gun. There we go. Are fair yeah. enough. He's, everyone I, hates West Side Gun's flow, but I love it because so I've annoying. never heard anything from Griselda that I didn't like thus far. Well, West, they West have Side that. Gun literally sounds like, yeah, like I, I can't <laughs> even do it, you know, like it's like over the top, you know, like, but yeah, but, Griselda's the shit. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's just that East Coast fucking That's why, that's why even as a kid, you know. Grime shit. Yeah, oh yeah, it's gutter as fuck. That's why I slept on that. I slept on it for years and then, it was really When I found smoked. out they were from upstate New York, I was like, oh yeah, these guys are about it. It was really um, Smoke Dizza. You know who that is? I've heard that name. So that name. Smoke Dizza did songs with like Conway the Machine, and then Conway the Machine also did songs with Ill Bill. These guys were just creeping into like the music <laughs> I listened to. And then I, then I was like, who are these guys? You know what right. I mean? Which generally happens, but I just... Whatever. Well, now we're talking about Griselda. <laughs> we're talking about fucking. Yeah, but Jack that's okay because I have to imagine that at least Shaggy, because I don't know how much rap Jay is still listening to. I've always taken him more of a uh, rock and roll guy. Uh, I, I would think imagine. He listens to like. I think he's, he just tries to like, and I don't think that it's that he's trying to stay current. I think he's a fan of pop culture type shit. You know what right. I mean? Because it seems like he. When he talks, it seems like he'll reference like younger rappers that nobody's even like. like what are you talking about? You know? Oh no, fair enough. Whoa, I oh. actually have not heard as much of that, but I will say that I think 
ICP definitely became a part of like actual pop culture through the Great Malenko helped introduce them to the world, but Jekyll Brothers was where everybody was. Because think about it, the way that they caught on during Malenko, they got all this attention. And so then they're like, all right, you got to make another album. And so, you know, it's, you know, you got to fucking put it out there. You got to do your thing. And they followed Malenko with an album that was equally good, if not better. That Again, that's one of these things where I genuinely, as far as the first six is concerned, between Riddlebox, Jekyll Brothers, and Malenko, I really... It's, it's a toss-up because my thing is I happen to love Hell's Pit and Shangri-La, but they're not my favorites necessarily. You know, like I know that they're not they're not at the top of the, uh, the you know, top three, bottom three. Right. But I, like, it really is so difficult because the top three, again, right there are fucking uh, Jekyll Brothers, Riddlebox, and Malenko. Easily for me. And... They really, in this era, fucking became, like, a part of actual pop culture. Like, I was just thinking about this a second ago. Like, Jay and Shaggy's paint, as far as clowns go, it's super recognizable. And they just kind of made it out of thin air. Unless somebody fucking came up with it and they didn't credit them. Which, I don't... You know, they've had a few different versions of it over the years, but... Like, that shit is super fucking iconic, recognizable. Man. Exactly. It's fucking straight up iconic. And the fact that this was. It's the era of I know, and I will, no, and by the way, too. I will also say, I think that. Because they, they had the same paint pretty much from uh, Ringmaster on. Carnival, I've seen the pictures, it was kind of all over the place, but the specific paint that they remake every time that they do every time now they fucking they they solidified that if it wasn't um Malenko it was uh Jekyll Brothers for sure cause you know the same how we're like Family Guy the art looked a certain way for the first few seasons but then it became this like mm, now it's exactly what it's gonna look like forever I feel like it was Riddlebox with that paint completely honest well so I my thing is I think uh, like the, I think it was a little thinner and a little less uh, it wasn't it, I don't think that there was as much black yeah uh, in the other uh, riddle box days I saw this old press photo of them from the ringmaster era with the inverse uh, you know the black face uh, no, <laughs> that's well, what it is that's what it looks like yeah well I mean yes but <laughs> never when I see did blackface well but so they didn't it was <laughs> they were they, frankly it was cool you know like if you do that yeah, blackface and then they is took cool you heard it here oh shut the fuck up and this was this was inverse clown face negative clown if In you will inverse clown face that's what I was doing, guys. Leave me alone. <laughs> Come on, this isn't it fucking was... Judy Garland in blackface, which I didn't know about that until she a few was days a juggalo. Ago. Judy Garland was a juggalo. That's what it was. Juggalo Garland. I I I don't know, man. I think that uh, look, bro. Let's be real here. They were no, bro. 
fucking don't you remember when Spin Magazine or whatever like they did a whole fucking thing calling ICP yeah, a minstrel show? I know. Holy yeah. shit! <laughs> That's when you're really reaching, you know, like. Holy yeah, exactly. Shit. It's like now, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> These guys are like they're clowns. That is clearly the shtick. I just and again, this was right around Riddlebox. Uh, not Riddlebox. Jekyll Brothers era. Like they really were, I think, the most famous they will ever be. This was the era that it came. They came to be known as the most hated band in the world. I would definitely pinpoint this. Yeah, I this think that. Well, the, my question. I don't think that that's true anymore. No, but I mean, like around. I, I would think it say, was true then. Yeah, like, it was absolutely when, true like, back like, then. Li- literally seeing that as their tagline, I feel like surfaced around ninety nine, two thousand. Oh no, for sure. Oh band. no, you are like, you are for sure correct about that. Yeah. And I will definitely say, as a juggalo of many, 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 many years, it's, it was it absolutely not only was true objectively the way that it was the way that. It went down, but they were fucking. It felt that way. Oh, it still feels that way, but only with. It doesn't feel that way with uh, older people or younger people, but people our age. There's yeah, still. That's actually there's still true. a lot of people that are like. That's a good point. Well, right, right in the general area, you put it to you like this: if not our age. Um, millennials, concert, concert goers and festivals. Goers. Millennials and Gen Xers. Yeah. Those are the people, like, 35 to 50, they still, like, that 15-year range, they, they still are uh, holding on. And I think it's because that age range, middle age is what I'm talking about, 35 right. to 50, that's when you're kind of holding, you're doing a resurgence of, like, these, like, ideals you had when you were in your adolescence, like, you know, so I feel like they're like, oh, I see, because like, I, I was talking about it with, uh, I always talk about ICP every day at the dispensary, and then usually like the older people get it or the young, the Gen Z kids get it, and then there was these brand ambassadors who were like younger millennials, and they heard me talking about ICP, and they're like, "Oh, I wouldn't be like caught talking about that or whatever," and I was like. Well, here's the thing, uh, you know, guys like your age or whatever, you're still like, you have like this kind of social, uh, you know, matching pairing that you do whenever you hear ICP Juggalo or whatever, because you knew someone in your hometown or whatever it may be that has that, you know, you have that fucking, you know, qualifying factor, you're a Juggalo, you suck, you know these uh, younger or older people look at it so objectively that they just think that it's cool. You know what I mean? Right. Like, no, true indeed. You know, like, they're like, wow, that's so different and weird and your own words and culture and stuff like that, you know? And you want to know what? A big part of their ability to spread was definitely around this time period uh, based on the fact that they were one of, verifiably the first groups to go online like hard oh, like definitely. really utilize the online excuse me uh fucking platform like really use the internet right like a lot of bands didn't have a website they all thought it was going to be a fad like oh whatever it's going to you know it's going to die off no one's going to care and they used it in a way where there were so many different Juggalo websites because it was the kind of thing that you wanted to tell other people about. You knew that there was that there's other Juggalos out there. I need to find them. Where are they? And then the internet connected us. That's the reason I live in Massachusetts. That's the reason why I make music at all. 
that's the reason why all of these different things came from the online Juggalo community, and that shit for sure started during the Jekyll Brothers era. Oh, it didn't really develop until the Bizarre Bizarre era, which is when I came in, because the internet wasn't that wasn't that sophisticated yet. It was just you could find ICP online for sure, but it wasn't really like building building until the Jekyll Brothers era into Bizarre Bizarre, which just all of those different websites the six.com real juggalos.com the six.com bro I remember I knew that. a dude I knew a dude that worked with that Holy uh, Travnor was his name I met him in Seaside Heights he worked at the fucking boardwalk and he was absolutely one of the early dudes that like dude, I the, met as a juggalo that helped sixth, get me into the sixth was up there with real juggalos yes for a while it and, was um, for a while it was well it was the other one uh, church of the dark carnival yeah Yes, but that yes. was more like a semi-religion. <laughs> yeah, well, you want to know what? There were some people. There was a dude. And rest in peace to the homie that uh, apparently, as I heard, passed at this last year's gathering who went by Juggalo Jesus. And if it's the same guy that I'm thinking of from way back when, if it was that same dude, then that's actually really sad. But there was a guy from many years ago named Juggalo Jesus that fucking... Like, yeah, he took it as an actual religion. Yeah. Like, he looked at uh, that Juggalo shit as a real, like... Like, creating an actual, like, mythology to be a religion, a religious belief. Like, finding, like, doing it that way. Right. Which, to a certain extent, if you want to do it that way and you want to approach it that way, I'm not even bagging on you for it, but I do not find... Because that basically means that you have to assign divine providence to Jay and Shaggy and that seems dodgy <laughs> anybody they, they, giving anybody sainthood is, is dodgy but giving it to them too seems like I mean I don't know I also don't study Catholicism <laughs> I, don't, I don't have I don't study Catholicism yeah. so I don't know what what caliber of people have been <laughs> sainted in the past. I'm also Jewish. We don't know much about saints, I don't think. But no, nah, you. But here's the funny part about it, though, because again, genuinely, I just have to try to be objective about it. Because even if, because and again, I've had these experiences on psychedelics, and I've had these experiences just living my life, that like even if I met like some god thing that came down and like you know like could just manipulate the entire universe and do whatever and this and that I would be like okay but so what's what, what's the other thing what's the, the the nameless thing that exists behind you because anything with consciousness there's unconsciousness on the other side of it yep so and that's one of the things about ICP with the, the black and white on the paint and wicked clowns. I've said this for years. The idea of wickedness does not exist within a clown. It, it can't. A clown only exists to entertain children or to entertain people at a circus. They only exist to make people laugh. That's it. And so the idea of where does wickedness fit into being a clown? And it's just the dichotomy of this planet that we live on, black and white. Like, that's just there's one sun, one moon. That's the world that we live in. And fucking, I really, ICP is much more profound than, and you, we both know this, but 
they're much more profound than they're giving credit for. And I, and think, I think that to, and to, to end the cause yeah, to end the episode left. Nothing's left yeah. is it really is one of the best songs that they yeah. have ever like and I feel like album ending songs almost need to be in a different category than just regular ICP songs. Right. Because all of them have had aside from I guess the Ringmaster's word. But which that one's they started like, the whole ballad angle with uh, pass me by. Without I don't think that's true at all. I think I'm coming home. Is... No, I'm coming home, but it's not as like spiritual. Okay, no, that's you're right. That the is very spiritual. Funny. You know what I mean? I'm, I mean, like what qualifies as what is now like assigned to every fucking Joker's card. You know? Well, what no, I mean? but that's not that's even not true either. True because they, they background they, boom. That wasn't true. They, I mean, it is. It's not. Their last song is Bang Pow Boom. I know. And it, it's a ballad that goes on and on and on. But I, I don't know. That it, a ballad? It's not a ballad. It's not a ballad. I was going to say, it was, it's more like, like and it, it does go loops. on and on for sure. I can't but, wait to talk about Bang Pow Boom. I um, want to save it. I, I want to save oh it. Oh my God, bro. Those fucking, that show. Oh. Yeah. Holy Lord. But, but yeah, Nothing's Left really uh, showed their vul- vulnerability I, in a lot I, of ways, I don't think too. they've done Jekyll Brothers as a show. Like, I don't know if they've done that as a back to front yet. I don't think so. And that would be one that just... Because I've never seen Nothing's Left live. Right. And that really is one of those songs that just... Like, every time you listen to it... First of all, even just the beginning. Love you guys, man. And shut the fuck up. Why are you always going to ruin the moment and shit? Fuck you. Like... So that's quintessential ICP right yeah. there. But then, oh my god, I just, I'm even, I like, I I get this feeling in my chest, ain't nothing left here for me. Yeah. So I'm out this bit, like, I really, everybody has felt like that with so many different things. And just, it, being a juggalo is one of these weird fucking things where it's like, again, I was saying this before. It's why I get incensed at people that look at it like it's this ignorant fucking thing. Because psychedelics, there's, they're doing tons of research and showing how this is like how we can help unlock our brains and help really figure out how to think properly and fix ourselves. And like, they're, they're like there's a lot of studies about this coming out now. And jugglers have been on that wave for a long time. And this is what I'm trying to say. Like, ICP, like, the ICP is so absurd. That it's like, I've met the man. How how could I say in my life that I have met a man that actually was touched by something truly divine? Like, no, they're fucking for real, <laughs> no, bro. I, like, no, I'm only laughing. No, just think about that. Like true. the idea of meeting somebody, like you know, the people in the Bible supposedly fucking really lived. So the idea you meet this fucking person, that like, how am I supposed to? Because the amount of influence that he's had on the world at large, it's like. You, the, 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 what if fucking God's face actually has clown paint on it? <laughs> Who fucking knows, man? Yo, the the uh, I was ready for wagons to come. In any case, but like you know what I I realized through theories of like, you know. Well, but that was one thing that I was going for, and I I want you to finish in a second, but just being a juggalo, like I really do feel like it is one of these things. On the day that the wagons come, I just pray that you let me on. Like, by the time that it happens, I really hope that I have been who I was supposed to be this whole time. Because that's one great thing about ICP, man. 
that they always make it so clear like you can totally fuck up irreparably yeah and you can your life can just be fucking over yeah over and over again it's just like nothing's left really was such a great example of their ability to show you the world in this way where it's just and again it's even fucking it's even religious because he does say yeah there's no planet that he ain't turned yeah which that's also a pretty profound statement when you think about it because a lot of people apparently uh, a lot of religious people are explaining away uh, UFOs as like even if UFOs and aliens exist that doesn't mean that God doesn't govern them God you know they may not you know abide by physics or whatever but you know unless we can die and you know whatever so that being the case just there is nothing new under the sun that's from the bible i'm pretty sure and nothing's left like that's a thousand percent what that song is about like there's we ain't doing nothing that hasn't been done already yeah we're just doing it our way yeah and being like icp makes me want to call my mom every time no i know you know like Ain't no mother that ain't been ignored. Like the way the way they, the, you know, just such a mirror of truth. The whole fucking no, track, I know. You know? The, there's no leader that ain't been led. There's yeah. no blood that ain't been shed. Yeah, there, just in the way that he screams, uh, nobody here that ain't felt pain. You know, like that's the thing, and I, that's why I laugh. No I, desert I, that ain't seen rain. Yeah. We think, oh my, like, again, oh, fuck, I That's really why I laughed when you said the thing about, like, because you are lucky uh, to meet somebody who have met somebody who was kind of, that is the spark of the divine, when you can come up with the story that changes people's lives, you know, and not just It's just one, hard to reconcile, like, man, yeah. because you have, like, I really look at this shit, first of all, knowing how much that it did to my life. Sitting here with fucking children and a fan base and fucking people who have told me straight up and down that I prevented their suicide. Yeah, that's a lot. You know what I'm saying? And the only reason that happened is because I listen to ICP. And that, that's a tricky thing where I don't want to lend all of my existence. Like, I do not exist because fucking ICP exists. It's not like an I think therefore I am. No, but it's like a six, but I, but six I know, degrees you know of separation. That it, you, know you know that I give all of the credit where the credit is due as far as how much influence. That's why with uh, Merry Go Round Broke Down, I've just kind of come out and said it like, fuck it, I'm a juggalo rapper, I don't care. Like, I know it's been, it's like a moniker that a bunch of people are like, oh, I don't want to fucking, no, I'm not. Do-. For me, quite frankly, it's just inevitable. That that's just the way that it is. But I really want to find a way to work with somebody where, like, a producer that can be like, we need a song that sounds like this, and I can just do that. Because I can do that. Right. But I just, juggalo music is what comes natural to me. You know what I mean? Like, when I'm searching for beats and I'm searching for, I never think about doing a song for the ladies. Right. And if I do, it's horrible, lascivious things. Mm. That's actually not completely true. Uh, Bad Little Goth Bitch is not um, fucking uh, particularly coarse. So, and that's good. But in any case, I know that we have uh, kept it running. I want to, you know, the, the most of the episodes have been about an hour and a half, so... We have been, uh, you know, hour 45, give or take. But, you know, it's getting late. We always do these things late at night. And, uh, yeah, I always love giving a little bit of exposition into uh, 
existence of the situation. But yo, so do you want to plug your fucking I thing? I do, man? yeah. So yeah, I've been kind of quiet about it for months. That's because I, we, the only reason uh, I haven't brought well, it up at all yet is because you basically told me you didn't want to do it. Like you were waiting for the right time to yeah, actually start. Yeah, because we, for the people to know, we've uh, we've been putting these things in the can for months at a time. It feels like, like since July. Yeah, so. I didn't want to talk about it until it was actually time, but I've been working on a movie. It's the first uh, feature-length movie that I've ever oh, done. May, I'm sorry. May, okay. So, anyways, um, it's a movie that I uh, co-wrote and um, producing. It's called Terminal Wellness. It's about love at first sight at a suicide clinic in the future. And Not even that far in the future, let's just be clear. Yeah, 2044 is when the story takes place in a world that's overrun by AI and fucking pharmaceutical companies and celebrities shoving both things down your throat and up your ass and you're all sick of it. If you uh, can foretell that is coming, then you would probably really like this movie. And it also does have a glimmer of hope in it, believe it or not. It is a romantic comedy, um, but also laced with a million uh, very dark uh, dick jokes. <laughs> dark dick jokes. Dark dick jokes. See, but the question you... is, are those black dick jokes? <laughs> or like Puerto Rican dick jokes? Uh -huh. Native American dick jokes? Those are all dark dick jokes. So, if you are interested in what I've got going on outside of this podcast, you can go check out www.terminal-wellness.com and there you can see Ascension Terminal Wellness, the suicide clinic where this uh, movie takes place at and all the services they have to offer. And if that piques your interest, then you can head on over to the Indiegogo and then maybe throw us a donation to help make this thing a reality. Yeah, and again, it's... that is www.terminal-wellness.com. And I know there are a few people probably listening to this who have donated because it's already up to uh, over 500 bucks. The Fuck Indiegogo. Yeah, man. So Hell yeah. anybody who's listening who has donated, we really appreciate that. And anybody who's a fan anyways, thank you for listening, because uh, it's pretty steady listenership going on here. And uh... No, absolutely. I really fucking, I, from what the, I, I, you know, I've seen different versions of the script. Um, I'm familiar with the story and a lot of the different, uh, like, the, just the, I don't want to say plot points necessarily, but I like, I know the story and I know the, I really, I can't wait to see this shit get made just because I know that there's going to be so much, I like, quite frankly, I am so excited to meet Mr. Nickelfingers. <laughs> I am, I am very excited. Mr. Nickelfingers, Liv, Crick Filet. All right. We have more right. shit. We have more shit coming. Just go to www.terminal-wellness.com. Keep your eyes peeled <coughs> on that. We have more shit coming to you soon. All right, well, in that case, you know what time it is. It's time to scoop that loop. And fold the flop. And we will fucking see you next time. Don't fucking forget.